You're listening to The Martial Brain, the podcast that explores the intersection between the martial arts, science, critical thinking, skepticism, and that wacky organ that floats inside our skulls in a pool of cerebral spinal fluid, making life unpredictably inspiring, infuriating, and sometimes just batshit crazy. I'm Jeff Westfall for The Martial Brain. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Senescence and the Martial Arts, Part 1. Time is slowly but inexorably dragging me kicking and screaming towards decrepitude, and finally, death. But how's your day going? Yeah, I know. No one especially Americans, wants to talk or even think about aging, or especially what happens at the end of it. But unless you die young, you too will eventually experience the joys of a geriatric body. As I record this, I'm 61 years old. I've been a serious martial artist for 48 of those years. From a purely scientific perspective, it's been interesting to observe how my body has survived, performed, improved, and eventually degraded through those years. Years that have left their marks on me. My nose has been broken about a half dozen times. I've fractured both forearms, had three or four concussions, have permanently dislocated my sternoclavicular joint, have had three surgeries on my left shoulder and one on my right, finally resulting in having both joints replaced. I have bulging discs in my neck and lower back, several broken ribs, and two hip joints and a big toe joint that need to be replaced. But I'm not complaining. Well, at least not much. Despite maintaining a training regimen, my speed and range of motion have degraded noticeably through my 40s and 50s. Senescence which is the term in biology for aging, is taking its toll, and it's not for sissies. Injuries now take progressively longer to heal, and I spend most days with one or more chronic musculoskeletal sources of pain. Of course, a number of my relatives and close friends have accused me of being crazy for continuing to practice the martial arts in such a state. But if the person with whom I'm discussing this is of a similar age, and I then ask them to go down the litany of all of their physical maladies, more often than not, I find it to be a list comparable to mine. We spend our bodies living life and doing what we love. If that is practicing the martial arts, or climbing mountains, or sitting on a couch and drinking beer, our bodies all will degenerate over time. It's inevitable unless you take the quick way out, or the quick way takes you out. There's an old expression that goes, ships are safest in a harbor, but that is not what ships are made for. The truth is that I still find a great deal of joy in movement, even if in a diminished capacity. While I would love it, of course, if my body were to magically revert to that of a 30-year-old, I know that's not going to happen. But I'm not going to give up and become sedentary. 
No, I'm going to live out the balance of my life the same way I have up to now, moving my body the best I can and enjoying it despite the pain and limitations. As a martial arts instructor, it's not necessary for me to be able to defeat all of my students in combat. That's a tired old trope that's best left where it belongs, in the past. Anyway, as I mentioned before, being the nerd and amateur scientist that I am, in addition to my love for experiencing the various phenomena of life, I also love to carefully observe and record them. The degeneration of my body is no exception. Every injury that I've experienced has been an education in human anatomy and rehabilitative medicine. I've pestered all of my doctors with probing, detailed questions about just exactly what part of my body was injured, insisting on seeing all the MRI and X-ray results and having them explained to me, and learning as much as I possibly could about my body and the human body in the process. Remember the words of Bruce Lee who said, Ultimately, knowledge in the martial arts is self-knowledge. While the emotional part of me hates the degeneration of my physical attributes, the nerdy side is fascinated by the process of learning how to maintain the best level possible of performance and fitness while still accepting the inevitable decline. This acceptance is a vital part of the process. Our bodies evolved to move and to keep moving throughout our lives. Many people, when they reach that point in their life when they feel their athletic abilities declining, completely abandon exercise and superfluous movement altogether and become couch potatoes. Now, I don't think you can completely ascribe this to laziness. I think the ego is involved as well. The ego is such a fragile thing that I think that when most humans realize that they can no longer jump as high or run as fast as they once did, they abandon the active life altogether. They would now rather drink beer, get fat, and yell at the television set than to be seen performing at anything less than the highest level they've ever enjoyed. These are the people whom I think would benefit from the principle of acceptance. If they could only accept the fact that it's okay to perform at a level that is less than their historical best, they could once again feel the joy available through movement. A descent into post-athletic bitterness and cessation of movement is, to me, an exercise in self-pity. Of course, when contemplating this subject, my role model, as is so often the case for me in so many areas of life and the martial arts, is my teacher, Dan Inosanto. As I record this, he is 83 years old. He'll be teaching a seminar at my academy in less than two weeks. I fully expect to see, as I have so often seen in the past, a man with more energy and mental sharpness than the majority of the people attending the seminar. He has told me that his role model for behavior as an aging martial artist was one of his teachers, John Lacoste. John Lacoste led an amazing life. He was a combat veteran, boxing coach, dance teacher, ship captain, legendary Filipino martial arts master, and general all-around badass. Mr. Lacoste was fond of repeating that while you cannot hold off the degradation of aging, you can certainly slow down the rate of the degradation. Well, I really wish Mr. Lacoste could see how well Dan Inosanto has heeded his advice.
Before I go, I want to address a facet of aging that has more to do with those of us who are not yet living in their advanced years. It's the way many young and middle-aged people act around and treat the elderly. I think much of this behavior stems from the fact that Western culture tends to worship youth and to be terrified at the prospect of aging. This tends to creep people out whenever the subject of aging comes up. For example, I often answer the casual question, How are you? with the response, Not bad for an old guy. Or perhaps I refer in conversation in some other way to being old. Frequently, people will respond with what they think is a cheerful and uplifting reply by saying, Oh, you're not old, Jeff. Now, I understand they're trying to be nice. But telling a 61-year-old man that he is not old is a little silly. Old is not a word of which I'm ashamed. It may be the case that in many ways I don't behave like many old people you know. I might move a little better than some of them too. But 61 years old is 61 years old. There's no way to put lipstick on that pig. And that's fine. Some people will use the word as an insult, calling me old man as if it's supposed to hurt my feelings. But really it only makes me laugh. Am I supposed to feel ashamed of the fact that I have survived to this age? Should I feel humiliated because I stepped onto the racetrack of life years before you did? An old person is quite literally, by definition, a survivor. He or she has already done the young thing, maybe better than you do. If you are a young person, you have yet to prove that you can do the old thing. If you even survive long enough to try. That takes care of the people who are overtly insulting. But that still leaves a whole lot of people who are merely condescending. Younger people can sometimes be blind to the fact that their advice about how I should handle the fact that I'm aging has little credibility. If one more 20-something says to me that age is just a number, or you're as young as you feel, I'm going to hit them with my cane. There's absolutely no reason to try to assure me that I'm not old. I've earned every limp and wrinkle, and I'm damned proud of it. Just as there is no reason for me to feel ashamed of being old, there is no reason for you to pity me because I'm old. Having survived all these years should engender respect, if anything, but not pity. Pity for someone who has lived a longer life than you is inappropriate. Such thinking frequently causes younger people to even make the mistake of infantilizing older people. Despite the fact that some of us have advanced so far into decrepitude that we are now more fragile than we once were, that does not make us children. We are not children. Please don't treat us as such. No matter how politely they seem to take it, most old people do not appreciate being called sweetie by an 18-year-old. Next time, I'm going to talk about some things I've learned about handling the aging process while being a martial arts instructor. Anyway, that's what I think. But I could be wrong. Let me know what you think, and check out old episodes of the Martial Brain Podcast at my website, rpmartialarts.com. 
I'm Jeff Westfall for the Marshall Brain. The Marshall Brain is produced by Raging Squirrel Productions in association with the Rising Phoenix Martial Arts Academy. If you like the podcast and would like to help it grow, go to iTunes or Stitcher and give it an honest rating and review. Contact me with questions about the Marshall Brain or about the Rising Phoenix Academy at my website, rpmartialarts.com.